2: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey,
3: imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's spreake rcom com forward slash AdHub and start using Your advertising dollars in an impactful way.
1: Standing on a corner in a white
0: godfather hat, he drives a long black gangster Cadillac. He can steal a bra's mind, man, three or four minutes. It's not how long you talk. everyone it's the day trippers a little bit later than advertised um a few technical problems but we got there eventually um it is the day trippers tuesday club and it's ray your host for tonight um we've got three of the boys joining me on skype tonight um podcast um will go out later this evening um brought to you by red's bet not sure if phil in the background is going to do some intros um, (laughs) and some inserts but uh Look, it's the uh, it's the Tuesday Club brought to you by Redbet. So tonight I've got um, Steve Brown with me. How are you going, Steve?
2: Yeah, not too bad, man. How are you doing? Good, good.
0: Jamie, we got Jamie home. How are you doing, Jamie? How are you, sir? Yeah, good, good. And finally, but not least, we got Shawnee FC live from his bedroom, where all the magic happens. <laughs> How are you doing, Shawnee?
3: I never said this was my bedroom, Dico. <laughs> <laughs> happening, mate. So, from, a,
0: from a location not 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 yet known so yeah. uh good man shawnee loose lips like, sing so...
1: ships shawnee lad loose lips sing ships correct <laughs> shane up shay
0: Given. right so we've got a few a good few things to get through tonight lads um obviously we all were getting pretty excited on um sunday mm-hmm. evening so we're gonna do a quick uh, recap of the the tour out in the states. Obviously, the Reds were there for for just over a week. Uh, three locations, three games, a couple of wins, a defeat to start the tour. Which you know, we we we, we I thought we acquitted ourselves well in that first game, um, even though we 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 lost the game three one ultimately against Dortmund. So, without getting too excited about things, I'll start with you, Shawnee. What were your sort of big takeaways from the top, specifically on the pitch?
3: Look, you, you, it's it's impossible not to get too carried away with uh pre season. Like the main thing you kinda of think about pre season is like it's cliche, but it's minutes under the belt, minutes in the legs, and then just no injuries and that. You know what I mean? We've been very lucky where as we've had some of our, uh, our marquee our key players were able to come back quicker. Than like the comp- the competitors uh, teams like for for instance like Spores are gonna be missing um, the majority of their eleven going into the fourth game, same with City and Mourinho literally has not stopped going on about missing players. But I think the big takeaway is how some of the how natural some of the youngsters have looked coming into yeah. the team, like Curtis Jones was brilliant, and Nathaniel Phillips, who, being honest, never heard of before the tour. But yeah, the fella, yeah. the fella looked like he was born in a in a fourth team short, and then Camacho as well, who has been brilliant and looks like a player who who could definitely break in. And there's even people t- saying that he's in contention now to to make the squad for the West Ham game. So they're the main takeaways. And then we have a uh, security debut as well. But it's been great. The, the thing I've enjoyed most about preseason is actually because, like, like the two boys, I'm a big uh, MMA fan. It's like the embedded style docu- uh, voidox that they've been doing following the team around America the last couple of weeks. It's been brilliant, very enjoyable and a, and a great insight. But like, uh, yeah, I prefer the American tours to Australia and and Asia. For me, it just, it's been very good. No injuries as well, so it's been all good.
0: Yeah. And you, stay, Shawnee there mentioned about the young players emerging. It is, it's quite amazing, really, that we're now going to go into the season, in all likelihood, with um, with the likes of Jones and Camacho actually part of the squad, uh, and potentially getting some minutes through the course yeah. of the season. We impressed with those, Shawnee, those two in particular?
3: Yeah, especially like, Jones is like, Jones really stood out, and we're, we're all crying out for us to sign a number 10, we've become obsessed with the idea of getting Fekir, because we've seen the pictures of him in the short and all, but... Like, Jones looks more than capable, you know what I mean? He was a lad that was playing in Gerrard's team, who Gerrard spoke very highly about last season. And he's come in already. And even the way Klopp has spoken about him. And then Camacho as well, who just looks looks very naturally gifted. It, it, it actually, it, it's very parallel to Trent, how he, he yeah. how he bled into the team last year. Like, Camacho, I think, is predominantly a midfielder, a footballer around the ball. He played that right back whenever he's come into the team, and he's just looked. It was just been seamless for him. You know what I mean? It's been it's been very good to watch. out to say, he's yeah. he's one now that I think could really break into the team now, coming into the next season.
0: Yeah, and Steve, uh, in terms of the more senior players that we seen getting minutes under the belt, was there were there any sort of players for you that you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, that, that they really can sort of improve? massively this season compared to what they contributed to the to this to the squad last season?
2: Um well there's obviously the obvious ones the players that weren't there last season by true injury and uh Klein and Lalana. Yeah. Uh, both of them looking sharp, both of them looking fit. Uh the most impressive part of the preseason was, was the way and Mane looked when he came back. There was no Dragging our heels, it was literally as soon as they got on in the city. I think it was the yeah the city game. As soon as they got on got on in the city game, it was just hundred miles an hour back to where back to where they wanted to be. What where you want them to be starting the season? Um, that was the most impressive part, especially against United. The first half against United, the level that goes up when you have Salah and Mane on the pitch together is just night and day from anything else that we have. Yeah,
0: and and the debut from. Shakiri, it was something else, I guess,
2: wasn't it? It was almost written in the stars that he would do something like that. Yeah, well, look, the goal was special. Obviously, it is a special goal. But if you take away the goal and just look at the 45-minute performance, he looked good. He played through the middle. He protects the ball very well, which surprised me. He looked more like... He looked like he wanted to join up the play more than he did when he was with Stoke. Um, We've seen that with the assists for the storage goal. Whereas he's, if he's at Stoke, that's him trying to do something stupid to score a yeah. goal. Whereas just play the simple ball and it's in the back of the net. That was what surprised me. Now, like I said, it, it's very as Charlie said, it's preseason, so it, we don't know how much we can read into it or whatever it may be. But it's they're they're encouraging
0: signs. Yeah, yeah. And Jamie, there was a few players who I guess had the opportunity, had the platform to play themselves into. The picture for the new season, but didn't quite sort of do that. Origi is an obvious one um, that springs to mind. Were, were there a few players that you were a little bit disappointed with through the course of those those games over in the states?
1: Uh, yeah, I think
0: I think the main one,
1: as you said, Origi is the standout. Uh, he just looked, uh, you know, massively off the pace and probably a little bit disinterested, which is which is strange because we were talking bef- before the show started. You know, I think there was a real opportunity there. For him, you know, to come in and, and stake a claim, uh, you know, be energetic in everything that he does, be upbeat, because there's, there's never been a better time to play for this Liverpool team. And you've got a manager there that believes you, you, you know, Klopp's, you know, put the faith in him in the past. And, um, you know, so if, if you can't use that as the, the platform to perform, then I think, you know, there's, there's rumblings now that he's, he's close to sealing a deal. And to to move away. And and based on, you know, probably a last chance saloon in pre season, it's no surprise that he's he's going to be moved on. Aside from him, you know, I I think one thing that struck me, and and Sean, he touched on it there with the videos and the content that's coming out around the club, is just how positive everything is. You know, I I, I can't remember a time where there's been so much positivity around the football club. There doesn't feel a clamour for, uh, you know emergency science we've got most of our key business done um you know there's there's arguments and i think there's some justification in maybe another pacey attacker um but it's not a necessity um you know so that alone creates this environment where the the squad feel very together you know nobody's feeling sort of out of place and it's just a real positive vibe going into to the season and that's That's only been supplemented by the performance of some of the youngsters that you lads have touched on. I think, you know, as a a manager, you know, going into pre-season, you want fitness. You want to get players into, into a rhythm and up to the tempo that's going to be expected of them come first, second, third game of the season. But more importantly, you want the youngsters that are given an opportunity to show that they're ready. And, you know, as the lads have touched on, uh, Curtis Jones, Phillips, in particular for me, Camacho, I think has been absolutely superb, a fullback. And I was surprised to hear that that's not even a position that he's, he's used to playing, you know, and, and yeah. to settle in so quickly and, and, and be a threat, not only going forward, but also very defensively sound and making good decisions just shows the quality that we've got coming through the ranks. And, you know, I think we live in a day and age now where everybody wants a sign and, you know, they want to dip into the market to fill the gaps, where Klopp has shown time and time again that he's more, you know, rather than doing an emergency sign and he'll dip into the academy, it'll give youth a chance. And Sean, he touched on it there in terms of Phillips. You know, if, if you're looking at, at, at centre-backs, you know that lad's shown he's more than capable of handling pressure situations. A hundred thousand against Man United, and he looked like it was a stroll in the park to him. So loads, of, loads of positives for me coming out of uh, coming out of preseason.
0: Yeah, I think like the three, the three lads there that that you know the young lads, you Adrian Brewster to that. Um, you know, there's a wave of players who it appears haven't possibly quite made the grade. Who've gone out on loans, possibly go out on further loans, or possibly be be sold on a, on a on a permanent move. So it is. Aside from the big names that we've now got established at the club, it's great, isn't it, that we've got these young lads sort of there, potentially getting the minutes, potentially being part of the squad, and hopefully being part of a big. Thing not just this season and for future seasons to come. But the, the Do one you know what it is
1: though, Ray? As well, mate, yeah. it's it's the lift that it gives the club as a whole because you know we exi- yeah. You know the academy exists as a vehicle to get these lads into the first Correct. team, and if they can all see that this manager is not only prepared to create that pathway but give you the opportunity, um, and if you seize it, you stay in. That gives the whole club a boost. You know, right down to the to the lower ages of the academy. So it's you no, know, it's great to see. Another
3: yeah. thing we we, ne- we never even mentioned storage. We um, we don't want to get sucked into. You know, I'm
1: I'm sucked in, mate. I'm. I'm
3: it was, uh, does it does, it, does <laughs> the, actually seems like there's something different this time. though. even his attitude seems completely different this time. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, to other out. times. Just when you think you're out, he pulls you back in.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Do you know but what he, I think it is? I, I think there's an element of him going to West Brom and, and thinking, then, "What what the fuck is this? You what know? am I it's, doing here? This yeah. is
3: yeah. yeah exactly why, why is Claudio Jakob bouncing balls off my shin <laughs> when I should be playing with Mel Sala and fucking Sadio Mane you know what I mean I think um, he said that in the interview it? it's like when you leave the girlfriend you think it's not working <laughs> up and you go to the next one and you're like Do you know what actually it wasn't too bad back then they
1: made a mistake here. yeah. <laughs> Jesus,
3: here's to hope a fifth Daniel Sturridge could be the difference between us finishing first and finishing fourth and that's the truth he's the type of player who in a uh, 38 game season will turn draws to wins nil alls to one nil. He, I, he's that clinical, like you know what I mean. If you can keep him fit, it's just it's it's the massive if you know what the, I mean. I think uh, it's the
1: change in expectation from him being that sort of um, uh, you know key figure. We don't need we don't rely on Storage now, and no, and I think his no. expectations has changed from needing to be the main man to now being prepared to put in a shift wherever he's wherever he is. He just wants to be part of the club and that Storage, who we can rely on for ten goals a season. Is the one that's going to add value. It's it's you know because the, the, there's not the, the clamouring to get him in the side now because all you know when everybody's fit he, he's not in the team. But yeah. if we're now to challenge for four competitions, which I think we've got the squad to do, that Daniel
2: storage is very important to Liverpool. Um, can we talk about Naby Keita? <laughs> <laughs> you well, getting, Naby
1: Cater, you well, clubs Naby up in there as well.
2: <laughs> that, I actually don't think we
3: should talk about.
2: It's like, it's like there's an embargo put on him, isn't there?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, he's like he's like a nuclear test weapon or something. I just went in to unleash him now, until next week I'm fairly. But Jesus, I think Christ. He,
0: uh, obviously, this whole neck business and not flying. So, do you think he gets the? Uh, do you think he gets the Stenner over this weekend?
3: Yeah, I think he's on the way already. I heard. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Dun drum, Joe Carter, way in a fair punt <laughs> <laughs> They're not taking any risk. He's gonna be like Camp though. He can't fly anywhere, so he's only useless for the European home games and that. No, but <laughs> straight when you when you see someone like Kate, you just uh, you see straight away that
1: it's levels, mate. It's
3: he's really level, levels. he's one or two levels above him, whatever we had there at the time. And the fact that we haven't even seen him play with the three boys yet. Jesus Christ, it's it's frightening, really. I'm, like I said, we're all going mad to sign a number ten when we have this fella in the middle who can do it all. Like you know what I mean? It's crazy. And I,
1: and I think that's the key. He literally can do. You know, he can play wide. He can play any of the central areas. Did you, the thing that stood out for me? It's not just the speed of thought and the speed at which he does things. Did you see where he stood up the Dortmund defender? I can't remember who it was. The corner. Did a, yeah, did a double step over, and the guy was like, "What the fuck just happened?"
3: Yeah, he's he's magic. He really is magic. I can't
1: do, you, do you think that he's the Coutinho replacement in a way? Do you know what I mean? Do you think that 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 was maybe? A, a, you know, now that we've got him in and, and Phil's gone, you know, the the focus has shifted from getting because you're not going to get a Phil replacement direct.
3: I think the, I think the the, the download, I think the Coutinho replacement is uh, Mane. Yeah,
2: Sorry, I think it's a system replacement. We exactly so perfect point yeah that's a fair point we t- Yeah, because we talked it- about this before Jamie where <clears throat> Coutinho was that good that he had to be in the team didn't mm. make a difference what system you're playing you had to fit Coutinho in
1: yeah
2: Klopp is now Klopp has his system whatever it may be and he has the players for his system mm. yeah we don't need it. we don't play this 4-2-3-1 where we have to have a number 10 as a focal point it doesn't happen we don't need it so Kader could be the replacement but he's not a direct replacement same way I don't think there's any I don't think you have a direct replacement for Coutinho because he was that good but he didn't fit the system therefore we didn't need a direct replacement
0: Yeah, I think look at the end of the day we, we've we been waiting so long for Cater to come you know we've seen a preview of him now I think you know we're all excited I think he's going to be a firm fan favourite when he does start off the season and, and look it's just one of many things. The last thing I just wanted to before we moved on to Dublin, last thing I just wanted to touch on in terms of the US tour was the the level of fan engagement, I guess, from the players and from the manager um, and how, how accessible they appeared to be throughout that throughout that whole course of the week and a bit. what, 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 what just just throw it out there? What, what, what's your thoughts around that? Uh, obviously, from my point of view, a step in the right direction, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, it, there, was a, there was a bit of bad press last year, wasn't there, when there was a video doing the rounds of the players leaving the hotel and they were all rushed onto the bus. You remember that? Mm. And everyone was saying, oh, look at all the Liverpool. But it was obviously uh, done by the club. And then there was talk of players being fined for stopping and giving a uh, autographs and all leaving Melwood. But I think when they, when you travel to the likes of the United States and Singapore, fan engagement is key because that's one thing FSG have tried to do is make us globally accessible for outside markets looking in because they know that the fandom is going to be there in and around the ground, in and around Melwood, in England. But when you you see the Yanks singing LA, LA, LA in American accents and all, it's it's meant you know what I mean?
2: I agree with that. I agree with all that, Johnny. But I think it was Klopp that did say that the reason it wasn't so engaged at home was security reasons that if they were to have yeah. an open training session in Anfield, they might have 50,000 shown up. Yeah. Whereas the open training session, I think it was in Charlotte where they'd done the open training session. And they had maybe, what, 1,500 there. Mm. So the big difference having 1,500 and then 50,000,
3: you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. But like, uh, as, as what FSC are trying to deal with the model and the, the, the club, and it's great, and like I said, the embedded style documentaries where you're side by side with the players, you're even looking at seeing storage putting up a video with a, uh, a young lad in the tunnel and all, but it, it seems genuine, it seems very organic, it doesn't seem like it's a complete PR. anything like
0: yeah. that. No, even no, the, no.
3: The, the the video earlier with uh, Salah and that young lad from Make-A-Wish, Like it, it looked like genuinely that Salah wanted to be there, like, it seemed like genuine goodwill. Like Jamie said, that the, the feel good factor around the club is just it's amazing at the moment, and you look at it, like,
1: isn't it? Yeah, I was just going to say, right, just to finish off on that. I mean, I, I think the only thing missing for me now, I think it's fantastic that we're we're branching out and we're doing these tours and we seem to be doing them at the right times. And uh, real positive press, I just want to see a little bit more done locally now. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think. I think one thing that Champions League run did, it got it seemed to get youngsters uh reconnected with the club. You're seeing groups of young lads going and you know, traveling away, doing the European aways, up on up up on the top of vans singing and chanting. And it was brilliant to see. I just I just wish that there seemed that connection now at home. The players were more accessible. I understand security reasons, but there must be other options to give local fans. The same type of access in some description, uh, but definite positive step. Uh, I just think as a as, as a as a knock on effect now, a little bit more local access would be uh, would be the icing on
0: the cake. Yeah, that's a fair point, Jamie. And, and just moving us on to being a little bit more local for those lads is obviously Saturday's game, um, six o'clock kickoff at the Aviva. Um, it's obviously. Hopefully turning into an annual event for the Reds to come to Dublin and a good um, session for us. Yeah, yeah. So who's going on Saturday? i you lads. So Shawnee, Jamie, Steve's going to. Oh, you're going the you're going the game midweek, Steve. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm going to Reno. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I, uh, I was at It was at the Bilbao game last year, and it was. I was in a bad way after that, <laughs> before the Bilbao game, after the Friday night, so um, just didn't fancy it again, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I went last year, I took my son last year and he was just starting to get into it whereas now he's the brainwashing has absolutely worked and he's obsessed with it. And I just remember last year pissed me off because it was just when the Coutinho stuff all started to kick off. It was that day, Uh, Jamie. It was that day, yeah. The
2: day before before because he didn't travel. Yeah,
1: and that, my son, I swear to God, I didn't want to tell him the night before because Coutinho was his favourite player. And I remember turning up and he was devastated when he didn't play, but it looks Mm -hmm. like all the big, you know, the big guns will be back uh allison's gonna get his first start hopefully with you know with a bit of luck so it'll be good to see a proper side uh i'm just delighted to see allison I, i have to hold my hands up i was a little bit nervous on the fee and this is this isn't coming from some type of informed view i hadn't watched enough of him i'd seen compilation highlights that looked amazing that my only sample size which is not enough was the games that he played against us and there was there was nothing amazing that happened from then. So I was looking at it, thinking, "Geez, that's a serious amount of money." And um, you know, would we be better off buying a cheaper option and, and strengthening elsewhere? But now that he seems to have come in, the presence the guy seems to have, the confidence he seems to have, and um, that save today, lads, that's uh, we were talking about it before. I keep watching it. Our goalies don't make saves like that. They
0: just don't So we're at so we're, hang on so we are we're officially adding the train and save to the body of evidence yeah That's it mate that's all I need okay. I mean I'm all in
1: <laughs> I need no more don't care if he throws it in his own net now that's it I'm on the Allison train uh,
0: I think I think most of us will be on the Allison train for some time yeah Shawnee, you're obviously on the Allison train because he's your kind of uh, lookalike um in terms of the Liverpool squad <laughs> Hold on what? a second where this be- come from
1: <laughs> two weeks ago
3: uh, I'm trying to do Nicholas Cage and playing John Travolta face off job with Alison, you know what I mean but, <laughs> you better hope he doesn't bump into me in the tunnel in the Aviva or something Johnny he's <laughs> not a
1: patch on you mate ah, you doing
3: yourself just... a disservice no, no. It, like it, it, today <laughs> even when you when you're seeing uh, the, the face on uh, Salah and my I'm saying Jesus Christ boys we have a goalkeeper the sky is the limit like you know what I mean but look, uh, th- his comments today were nice because before he signed for us, uh, the whole thing was about him not being too keen coming to, to play for Liverpool and live in Liverpool. And uh, he said today, it's his fourth session and it already feels like home. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think the difference he... We've seen the difference Virgil made from January onwards. A- Alisson is again... It's 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 Virgil, Mark too, in, for me. It's the in the terms big, of impact, yeah. It's the big statement, and it's the big impact. And just like yeah. it, it, the thing is, we're fans that he needs to hit the ground running. You know what I mean? Because to,
1: to reference Phil Casey, would you say that Van Dyke had influenced them when he came in? You know, uh, you know, to that back four. So you reckon, Alisson will have the same, yeah?
3: Uh two influencers, two influencers, <laughs> two pure influence. The Instagram following is gonna go through the roof.
2: <laughs> Loggers L-. hill to be onto them next.
0: <laughs> so, so Steve. Just in terms of the game on on Saturday, are you, are you expecting uh, at some point the eleven that start against West Ham to be on the pitch together?
2: Yeah, I think you're gonna see the strongest available eleven at some point um, together, um, which is the key thing. We haven't seen Kate play with Salah and Mane yet. We haven't seen Allison. Um, it's it, it's gonna be the excitement levels that would be will be through to roof watching it on Saturday um, yeah. because of the fact. As I said, we're going to get our first eleven out. Hopefully, as close to first eleven as possible. Um, Fabinho will play. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what selection he has around the back four. <clears throat> well,
1: what have you what have you made of Fabinho so far, lads?
2: Very impressive. He um, doesn't take more than two touches, hmm. which is what you want from. Like it, it's a big question now when Henderson comes back because Fabinho. Tom Henderson was in.
3: Fabinho is player. Fabinho is the type of player that you're not going to see what he does by watching match today on a Saturday or a Sunday night.
1: No, not you know what I
3: mean. He's he's a protector. You know what I mean. He his influence will be <laughs> felt by more by Van Dijk and the back four than us in the stands looking looking on. You know what I mean. You'll have to la- go to the likes of Virgil and Lovren after six or seven games and say what sort of a difference has he made. Now look, Henderson was excellent towards the back end the last year. But admittedly, that's not his natural position to protect the back four, you know what I mean? And there's times, the Sevilla game at home, we've seen him expose, runners off him. Fabinho is just an intelligent footballer. Like, and I think he will make some difference to that team. And I, just <laughs> ma- I just messaged Matt, you. where's oh, this...
0: Where's this negative I just where's this negativity come from in terms of some of the comments that have been thrown out there?
3: Dick, I think it's phantom. I think I don't I think it's, I don't see any, it's mad. No, I yeah. think it's bollocks. I think it's like likable to the the Carrier situation when everyone was saying that the Liverpool fans were a disgrace how they were treating Carrius when when you actually look, ninety five percent of the Liverpool fans were they were backing him, but they, they weren't too harsh on him, you know what I mean? But yeah, uh, it's just made up by other people, other fans, you know what I mean? Like, I could put Salah as my Avi, or uh, I could put Paul Pogba as my Avi and start ripping Alexis Sanchez pretending to be a United fan. It doesn't mean that I'm I'm anti fucking Pogba or Sanchez, like so. Fabinho will be brilliant for us. I don't know, he might not start though. I don't think he could. Uh, there's a chance he might not start the the first game of the season i don't know why I,
1: I, I think for him like what i noticed is the difference between a, <clears throat> between a specialist in a position and somebody just doing really well in a position and mm. and i'm a henderson fan you you all know that but he does have limitations particularly when pressed and that was the one thing i noticed that the message shawnee about it uh, the other day is when he's pressed the composure and how he uses his body. He nearly anticipates when the opposition will come in and try and nick the tackle and he'll just turn away from him. Or as Steve said, one and two touch, he'll pop it off and he'll go a little knock, little knock around the corner. And what that does is if another team has, has pressed us or they've committed to that press, if he can knock it around the corner, in effect, that player is now out of the game and we're breaking. So I, I just think once he, he gets up to the speed and, and, and the rhythm, I think he's going to be an absolute revelation in there. And you think of, you know, we, we look at the spine of our side. Now you've got absolute monsters right through the spine. So Allison set a set of balls on him. You can see he backs himself. Van Dijk, the exact same. You've got Fabino and Kater Ke- now. And you know, People are going to question whether Henderson plays. I still think he plays a central role in this team. I just don't think it will necessarily be as the six. I think he could be a little bit further forward now. Uh, they could go with two uh, two sort of sitting players now. There's loads of options. And it's just so great to see that throughout this team now, we've got big, strong characters, which, to be honest, for for the last maybe 10, 10 years, we, we just haven't had.
2: Yeah that's yeah. the question that's the thing now we have depth it's the first time in that I can remember that there is proper proper depth to the squad if a player drops out if Henderson picks up a knock and he's out for a month for being our players if <laughs> Keita picks up a knock when Wijnaldum will come in it, it, it like we do have proper depth for the first time which is obviously amazing like
1: and you said it as well Steve before we've got multiple system changes now uh, you know up our, up our sleeve and, and Sean he said it as well in terms of Mane you know I, I think he's going to be central to everything that we do that's good Klopp touched on it in a uh, in a press conference where he said he can play the 8 he can play the 10 he can play wide you know if, if one of those Trump three needed rest it could quite easily become a 2 uh, Mane could drop off Sturridge could, could play in a 2 with Salah he could play in a yes. 2 with Firmino there's so many options now, which is such you know such a luxury for us because I think that's where we probably you know we overachieved in the Champions League last year and we just yeah. come up short. And when we needed changes from the bench, we just we did hadn't that. got them.
0: Yeah, yeah, we were down. Da- look, we were down to the bare bones, weren't we, at the end of the season? Let's you know, let's be honest about it. We we were we were kind of li- almost sort of limping to the back end of the season in the league. The the, the Champions League run kind of almost took care of itself. We were just, you know, on cloud nine in terms of that run. But yeah, you, you know, in terms of what's what we've done in the transfer market, plus some of the youth coming through, we're obviously in a much stronger position. With that all in mind, just want to get, it would be stupid of us not to speculate still with nine days of the transfer for watch. Um, window left. Do, do do we think, and I'll sort of go round one by one, I'll start with you, Jamie. Do you think we bring anyone else in at this stage? Um,
1: do I think we need to? I think we will. Um, I'd be happy if the window shut and, and we didn't bring anyone in. And, and the reason I say that is, I just think we've got lots of players that can play multiple positions. So I, mm. I don't think there's any one area. I mean, you could say Maybe a lack of pay, you know, a pacey play a, attacker to cover for for Mane and Salah's pace, potentially, you know, would be would be ideal. Um, Centre back, I, I don't think it's a, a priority. Um, I'd be looking potentially to bring somebody in to, to cover for Matip because he's made a crisps. I don't I don't think you'd be looking to bring in a you know a a, a challenger for for Lovren and and, and Van Dijk. No. Um, for me, I think if we bring anybody in, we, we we might be forced to do something for for an attacker. Um, but I, I uh, I'd be surprised if we do.
0: Okay, and Shawnee, I mean, just another another area that I guess could potentially be, be be strengthened is the number two goalkeeper. Do you do you think Klopp keeps faith with with Karius as the number two?
2: Yeah, I
3: think Karius would be number two. I think at this stage. They're going looking look up for the number two to bring in. Who do we do? Uh, Mignolet looks like he's going to go. There's a few suitors for him. Um, I think Karius will move on. Uh, the, um, the reason being is, I actually think we'd find it hard to get someone to come in and take carius away from us. And that, that, that sounds awful saying that. But that that's just the truth. You know what I mean? Damage goods. Exactly. Exactly. And if carius is to come in for a Carlin Cup game, look, so be it. You know what I mean? We're not going to lose our shit over it, yeah. No, no. Hopefully not. You know, we're <laughs> a fan base.
0: <laughs> and Steve, any 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 sort of any sort of thought from yourself around whether we need to bring someone in, and 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 in terms of the outgoings, obviously there's potentially loads who could be going out the door. Would 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 you would you be happy for us to not be so rash in letting people leave and and, and leaving that until January? I think,
2: that, I, I think as Jamie said, if the window finishes now, you're happy. But I think with the outgoings that are going, that will happen. Um, we could make up a fair bit of money. And there needs to be something in the pot that come January, if there is a need or the option to do something, if it's Pekir, if it's Pulisic, if it's Zaha, whoever it may be, that we have that funds there that we can go, right, that's how much we want, there it is, done. Like we did with Van Dyke, where we found, right, the price is 75 million, done, finished. So there's no fucking messing around. There needs to be, we can't keep gambling in January. We need, if we get to the point come January where it is a two horse race or whatever it may be, and we're involved in that, we need to have the option to strengthen again so we have that kick on that could possibly push us over the edge. Um, I, I personally, I'd, I'd be surprised if we do anything between now and next Thursday though.
1: Do, you, do you th- we said it before, Steve? Do you think that? I mean, my personal opinion is I, I think this is what changed everything. Is Carriers dropping a couple of bollocks in preseason? I think if he hadn't have made the errors that he did, potentially we wouldn't have been, you know, had our hands forced in 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 going for Allison. Potentially the focus there would have been for Kier instead of bringing in a top level goalkeeper. Do you think that that was an, a knock on effect, or do you think we would have gone and got Allison anyway?
2: I think Allison was going to be done regardless. I think it, it, my point of view on Liverpool and any football squad, that everyone's upgradable. Everyone. Yeah. Unless you've got the best player in the world. Like I, it, it, You're not upgrading Salah at the moment. But every player is upgradable. I think it was spotted a long time ago that Karius wasn't the long-term solution. The thing you yeah. need to
3: realise what Karius was, and I think a lot of Liverpool fans forget, he was a £4 million goalkeeper.
2: Yeah, and we got you know 4 million, a
3: £4 million, £4 million goalkeeper. Like, you know what I mean? It, pay pay peanuts, get monkeys, isn't
0: that what they say? Yeah, well, look, we didn't prioritise that position for years, did we? Like, it's been sort of, you know, a bit of a blind spot, if you like.
2: 12 years, for 12 years, yeah, right? Yeah. not just
0: with Klopp, but, but previous managers as well. So, look, we've, we've, we've gone out and sorted that. Um, and I think, you know, from my point of view, uh, you know, we've had an amazing window. If no other players come in, you know, we can't argue with the quality that 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 we've brought in, lads. Can we? At the end of no, the day, no, um,
2: earlier on, right? It's a case of we've. It's like everyone else has forgotten how to do transfers. Everyone said because of the World Cup, transfers were going to be impossible. That it was got there wasn't going to be any value in the market. No one knows what value is this player, that player. We've just gone out, done the business that we needed to do. Immensely strengthened the squad and the starting eleven at the same time, and you can't be more. You can't but be happy. Like people complaining that we need this or we need that, we we don't. We are not completely hundred percent. Say, but we're immeasurably better than we were in May.
3: Let's be a boys. With the way Sky drum up drama and all, and the last week of this window, we're really Arsenal have done decent business as well. But at the top six seven. Many clubs haven't done much. There's gonna be louser. It's gonna, it's gonna be mayhem this next week. Yeah. But if it's a slow news day next Thursday, Sky will bang the drum on the Fakir deal for as long, and Paul Vinnie O'Connor will be standing outside Melwood. <laughs> there won't be a light on in the place. And he'll be there till twelve o'clock, getting harassed by a lot of boys in the side of the road. I don't think the Fakir deal is dead, and i it's not ITK, Shawnee. No, no, it's not ITK, it's just, it's not it's not blind optimism either, I'm indifferent to it at this stage, if he came, or if he didn't come, I'd, I could live it either way, but I just think so much has happened, and it, the type of person that Klopp is, is the whole world knows about him, that lad doing that interview in the club, he we would have known what was said in that interview, I don't think Klopp is going to leave the lad in limbo like that, and the noises that he really he really him, And we see him and Klopp really want someone he'll wait or do whatever it takes. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's more news on Feke in the next week. I really wouldn't. Genuinely.
0: Phil's maintained it's gonna be, be a deadline day deal for a, for a while. So maybe, you know, maybe that's where this thing's heading. One thing Vinny O'Connor needs to be aware of is the uh, the transfer deadline is five pm on that Thursday. Oh, is it? yeah, yeah. So it's a five pm. It is five pm. So if he still stand there at ten o'clock, someone's taking the piss. Couple um, of questions, Ray, on that have yeah. come through on the chat. First, okay. It's
1: not a question, it's a statement. And it's from uh, Andy, uh, Day Trippers Andy Young. And he oh, says he loves your present- uh, presenter face that you've been oh, pulling yeah. throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job on that, Philip Schofield. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the next one is, is from Andy? Lou... never disappoint.
1: <laughs> Lou Boy asks Is Shakiri the ox replacement? Possibly. For that value that value, breaking midfield, I can see him playing more central than anything else, I think.
2: I think he's going to be... <clears throat> I think he's going to be our utility player. I don't think he's front three. I don't think he's a middle three. He's going to be somewhere in between. He's going to be used where he's need to be used. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, I'm sick of fucking opening Twitter and listening to fucking Charlie Adam on Five Live talk. He's <laughs> got quality. some neck on him, man. He's, he's just, a
1: neck,
3: like... like, like, hmm. like jockey's polished taking advice from Charlie Adam is like let Stevie Wonder telling you that something doesn't look right you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) all people in the world Charlie Adam they're bleeding neck on him. you know what I mean
2: Charlie Adam questioning someone's professionalism is a fucking joke
3: you only have to look at the fellas you know what I mean he doesn't even look like the cousin of a footballer
1: (laughs) (laughs) And another <laughs> question there, lads, is what's the record goals that you reckon we'll score in a match this season?
2: I said we get nine. In a game. Oh.
1: It what could be it? done. What were you saying about Salah's conversion rate before, Shawnee, from last season? I
3: was just I flicking down the fantasy football earlier. I literally spending eight hours a day in work when I should have been walking, flicking through <laughs> fantasy football. If <Like, laughs> you have the the Premier League website is actually really good. They they have loads of in depth stats. And I just like Clear chances missed. Salah was, had 23 clear opportunities missed. Jeez. I think and most of them were in the first sort of the six to eight games, I weren't think, they? I think, four, I think most of them were in the Wafford game when he missed about yeah. nine. <laughs> but imagine if he even converts another quarter of them. That's a 40-league goal season. Like You know what I mean? It, the score is the limit for the fella. The red like if he has another season like, to, like this year, like Jesus, I think we'd struggle to keep Paul Lantham next year.
2: Yeah, I, think, I
0: think we're gonna, I think we're gonna score a ridiculous amount of goals this season. I, it wouldn't surprise me if we, if we put eight past someone, you know.
2: Wasn't the case that seven 0 was more common than one 0 last season? Seven nil was For,
1: yeah, in the Champions League, we had a good run, didn't we?
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's, the thing is, we have to look. We have to measure ourselves off C. That we need to get, we need to be aiming for 100 goals minimum, yeah. and then you see where it takes you. If you if you get 100 goals, you're not going to be far away. We have seen yeah. that 13, 14, where we broke the 100 goal mark, so that yeah. needs to be the target for the club. That we need. We've added Kato, we've added Fabinho would chip. Hopefully, would chip in with a few like he did at Monaco. Um, Shaqiri chipping in with a few. Hopefully, if Henderson pushes on more, he might get a few. Like we need to be building a squad that we're going to be looking at a hundred goals.
0: Yeah, I it think I think, the other, I think the other side of that equation, Steve, is that in that season where we broke the hundred goals, how many goals did we concede? I can't see us conceding that yeah, number yeah. of goals. So it, it, yeah, look, they're it, completely different beasts. What, what, what the, the, the draws
3: is what killed us last in. year. We had loads of draws last year. I think we'd fucking we more draws than West
2: Brom. Yeah, Swansea at home and fucking
3: Just them drive when, when you're turning them draws like you'd be better off losing even a couple of more games and winning more, like you know what I mean? you'll end up with fucking more points then, you know. I think yeah. when we when are turning them nil alls into one nil and so on and so forth, that's when we'll see the difference. And as the the cle the trippers cliche, it's about going on a run and getting that momentum <laughs> because you look at when City flat ironed us five 0 Did you just say that, mate? Did you I say did. that out
1: loud, yeah? I did.
3: <laughs> when City we gave City that springboard. City went on top of the league till October, November. They spanked us at the Etihad, had. And then they were just on it. They were just running through everyone until till January. I think it was Palace was the first game then that they dropped points again, you know what I mean? So I
2: but then, row, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, way. but something crazy like that. But that's that's the level that we need to be at and you wouldn't put it past this team, to be honest
0: with that yeah. point so with with that in mind lads before we wrap things up obviously we've got a we you know we've got a huge opportunity to to hit the ground running yeah we've got we've got most of our players back obviously there's the there's the obvious ones who we've not seen yet in, in Trent Hendo Lovren Firmino but look compared to the likes of Spurs City United you know we 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 we've We've got no excuses really to to put a little bit of daylight between ourselves and some of these rivals. Early doors, do you, do do you see that as potentially the make or break as to us mounting a challenge this season, Jamie?
1: Yeah, I think I think the the more points you can get on the board early, you know, the the, the better. Particularly with uh, you know some of our rivals having such a a, a a number of their players that have come back late from World Cup duty. So I think you know for us we we're, we're blessed that a lot of our big players have not been at the World Cup, and if they have, they haven't gone very far. So we should be able to 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 cope early, uh, put some pressure on the big boys, and and let them. You know, let them uh, worry about us. Let us be the pace setters. Uh, you know, I think it's about time that we start believing that we're we're one of the the, the teams to challenge City. I think they certainly believe it, um, and I think Klopp now, uh, you know, surrounded by his players who are well suited, you know, well adapted to his style of play. Uh, you know, there's no excuses for us not to start strong.
0: Yeah, and Shawnee, you're going to be there first game of the season. At Anfield against West Ham, your bad luck when you go to games, you <laughs> mate. <laughs> so him At the West Ham game
3: last year, we bet them out the gap.
0: Four, he, was, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't at the. Uh, he wasn't at the Etihad. That never happened. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Shawnee, do you expect us to absolutely dismantle West Ham on the first game of the season?
3: No, I think it's going to be no? tight. Gonna be <laughs> yeah I do I do I do look but West Ham aren't the, the bag of shit that came there last year on that Moyes they've a really good manager now Pellegrini's a great manager they've made a lot of new signings so it depends how they get we'll do enough we'll get the three points anyway yeah
0: yeah that's your early call. Three points on the first.
3: That's all that matters. Sunday of the That's season.
0: Yeah, no other, no other prediction than that. Yeah.
3: Alison Pennell save on his debut. Who was the last Liverpool keeper to make a pe- uh, peno save? Like and you like, and he done very well, <laughs> didn't he? So all the <laughs> are there, you know.
0: <laughs> and Steve, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose the last question on the early season form. I guess are Liverpool gonna be top at Christmas? Christmas. Ooh optimistic
1: pod I love this I'm um, glad I came back for this one <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, um, I was saying as I was saying to you lads earlier on um, it, it's the first four games we need to start looking at it in blocks um, yeah. ideally we can't look from August to Christmas if we look in blocks so first four games I don't even know who the first four games West Ham anyway Palace um, away Palace away on the Monday night right. and then and Spurs is it Spurs or is that after the international break that's after the break but the first four games are key Leicester yeah.
3: Leicester, Leicester away as well
2: yeah if we're looking at getting into a, a rhythm and getting start hitting the ground running basically
3: yeah. we
2: need to be looking at 12 points that's my opinion on it we think we need to go for 12 points out of our first four games Um, there's just if we can get that, you get your kick on, you get start moving and then everyone's playing catch up with you. No one else. You're the one setting the pace. Fuck everyone else. It's time. We've done it in the summer. We should With our transfer business, we went balls to the wall and just said, this is what we're doing. Fuck everyone else. That's the way we need to start the season. Um, I It's going to be tight. It's going to be us. I, obviously, the optimism of being a Liverpool fan, but I think it's going to be, if you look on paper at the minutes between us and City, um, so if City decide to go on a the run they are going to win 21 games in a row again or whatever it may be we'll
1: we win need, 22
2: we need to keep up with that <laughs> this, happened, like, this happened two years ago when Chelsea won the league remember the big famous interview where Chelsea had won 13 on the trot, and Klopp said yeah but we're only two points behind them that's the mentality that no matter what City do we match it if City drop yeah. points we make sure we don't drop points that's the mentality that needs to be in it. we need to have that winning mentality that we've displayed during the summer. We're going and strengthening the squad and strengthening the team. Um, top of Christmas, I'd say top two of Christmas, regardless.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a fair level of um, optimism. Um, not too, not dinner, to get too carried Christmas away. It tastes
3: much nicer when you're on top of the league as well, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, Thursday. Still remember my Christmas dinner on Thursday in
0: I mean, from just just from my point of view, there's a couple of I suppose a couple of concerns. I think that that first away game, Monday night football against Palace. Is a trappy old game, you know. It's their first home game, so you know that that if we if we come out of those first two games with two wins, then then obviously that gives us the platform then to to really sort of build some momentum before we get you know one of the really sort of big games coming up um, a few weeks later. Obviously, we've got we've got to go to Spurs' new stadium and try and sort of um, exercise some. Uh, yeah some of last year's demons there so so look i'm pretty i'm pretty optimistic i think the rest of us are pretty optimistic um look we're gonna wrap this up now time to fire up the grill time to go to total wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers Ooh, i love their beer cooler (laughs) you love their prices even more wondrous selection helpful guides ridiculously low prices total wine and more Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rose Jill hasn't tried yet.
1: Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices
0: are
2: ridiculously low. Wonderous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.